Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Eric Sassman. Of course, the Disney dentist, Dr. Doug, is with us. And today, Doug, uh, we got a lot of fun things to talk about. And we're going to be jumping into uh, the springtime that's coming up here at the Walt Disney World. But first, I got an announcement. Yay, announcements. I booked our second Disney cruise for April 2018. I know the last few weeks we've been reminding our listeners, hey, they're coming out, you know, prices came out, book now, and we did. Yeah, you got to gotta get on it quick. And so you did your three-night cruise, and so now are you going bigger, longer? Well, what like, you doing? Like we joked around, uh, the three-night cruise really is kind of a gateway drug to cruising. You know, it's something you want to try out, make sure your family, everyone likes it. But really, all it is is a way to get you addicted to longer cruises. So my wife and I sat down. We figured, you know, the right amount of time we think is about five night. And we kind of knew what month we really wanted to go. We knew what ship we wanted to go. We really wanted to go on the Magic, the original ship. And so we typed everything in, found two different options. Uh, I emailed your wife, you know, the rope drop queen herself. She gave her two cents, and we booked the uh, magic in the uh, in April of 2018, and we get a Marvel Day at Sea. Sounds marvelous. Oh, nice. It really does. I like yeah. it. No, I'm I'm excited because one, we love the Marvel characters. Another reason why we wanted to go on the magic is because of the uh, the clubhouse, which I've heard. Great things, you know, especially since they refurbed it and put the Avengers Academy in there. A lot of uh, Spider-Man, Captain America will stop on by. My kids, huge Marvel fans. So we knew the ship we wanted to do and just added bonus. It is a little bit of extra money, but I think uh, that's just kind of one of those uh, experiences that sounded really fun. And being a fan of Marvel, you know, we wanted to do it. And and you know what? I'm going to dress up. Well, why not? What will you dress up as? Will you be the Hulk? I know somewhere in between. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big enough to be the Hulk yet. Uh, I definitely. I'm a huge Captain America fan. So unless my son dresses up like Captain America, I figure I might just get a. uh, I don't know if I'll go full costume, but at least get a good shirt and a little shield or something. Let you get that. Captain America is a solid way to go. There's a lot of options. Yeah. So that sounds really good. Uh, Claire gave the the Toy Story area, two thumbs up because of the slide. And it's the fast kind of slide, not the slow kind of slide. It's got the metal on it instead of plastic, so you can really zip down it if you got the right outfit on. So keep that in mind when you're going down. When I go down the slide, I will take a picture and I will post it to our Facebook here uh, in 2018, which, by the way, you know, booking this cruise, waiting... I can't do the math how many months, 15 months away, roughly 14 months. That's going to be a long time. It is. It is a while. But it will it will fly by. You know, now that you're a castaway member, you get to uh, book or check in earlier 
Um, you get to plan things a little earlier. So that's good. Um, where where are you stopping again? Did you already say that? Oh, nope, adventure? I didn't. Uh, the Cayman Islands. We decided to uh, switch it up. Um, we wanted to go, you know, back in the uh, the Caribbean area. So instead of doing the Bahamas, we were doing the Cayman Islands, and then coming back, we have two days at sea, which I really wanted to do, and mm-hmm. then we have another Castaway Day. And, nice. Uh, Castaway Key. I'm excited to have a second trip at that one too. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The Cayman Islands are nice too. Oh, yeah. It's a very nice port. Um, it's clean, totally like everything that Nassau is. The Cayman Islands is not. So they're like night and day difference. Um, you get to tender there, so that's an experience. If you know what tendering is, and now when you get off, you have to take the little boat over. L- yeah, you gotta yep. get on the little boat over, and yeah, so it's different but that sounds really fun so i'm excited for you guys um it's going to be a long time to count down and getting ready in the excitement building so all right well speaking of excitement this is an exciting time down in florida as uh the flowers are really starting to bloom the grass is really coming in uh and of course the spring break crowds are going to be coming and so springtime at the walt disney world a great time to go also, a little bit of a scary time to go. We do get a lot of questions about it. Uh, and I think the number one question we get, Doug, is weather. How hot is it going to be? And, you know, what, what, what can you expect? Because, you know, when you go in the winter, you might get those random showers at mm-hmm. random times. And then you never, you, kind of a crapshoot a little bit. But what do you get in March, April, and May? Well, the three months... Um are similar yet a little bit different. Springtime at Disney is one of the best times. The weather is a little more predictable than over the winter. Winter is a crapshoot from um, mid-November to mid-February. It, it can vary from day to day. One day could be real hot. The next day can actually be real cool. Um, it could just pour for a whole day. It may not rain for three, four days. Um, it's all over. Springtime, you start to see some consistency. Um the wet time of year in Florida is the summer, so you're not in the rainy season. However, it does still rain. Um, March, you're looking at like a 25, 20% chance of rain most days. Same thing through April and May. It, it's in that 20%. So one out of five days, it's probably going to rain on you if you're there at some point. And is the rain a rain all day long? No, it's going to rain for a couple hours and clear off. Um, so it's Florida. You need a poncho eventually right um temperature wise so march starts out with like the high of 71 is average low of 52 so still pretty chilly not not real hot but by the end of march you're looking at a high average of 75 low of 55 so it, it gradually warms up but very consistently and it trend just continues through the end of april you're looking at highs of 80 lows of 60 and if you ask me that like that peak, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you hit that 80 degrees, but then it cools off. That's like ideal weather, I think, at Disney World. Like, You can wear your shorts and your t-shirt. Um, you might need a jacket while you're waiting for rope drop or waiting for wishes, and it still will be wishes in April. So, you know, it it's pretty perfect. Someone like me, I would get away with shorts and t-shirt the whole day. Um my wife would be the one wearing a jacket. She gets chilly, um, which is just just crazy. You're in Florida. Just 
go shorts and t-shirt. Now, May, um, it does continue that warming trend real gradual. So the later in the months you go, the warmer it gets. By the end of May, um, you're looking at a high of 86, low of 65. 65 in my book is not real cool um, at all. Because in the winter, that may be what we have our thermostat set at. Because we don't like to get it too hot. We don't want to pay a gas bill. So um, it doesn't cool down near as much at night. But it still does. Um, you get into September, August. Like the lows are in the 70s. And when you get out, you step out of your hotel room into the temperature of the morning for rope drop. And it's still warm. That's not fun. So spring is good. You step out of that hotel room. is nice, crisp air. I think that's perfect, Derek. I, you know, I've never been uh, to Disney World in the springtime, um, mostly for the next thing we're going to talk about. But the weather does sound wonderful because uh, I'm like you. I'm a shorts and a t-shirt kind of guy. You know, we go every February, and it kind of messes with me because there will be days where I have to pack a jacket. Yeah. Or, you know, wishes, wishes. Ants. Both my kids got cold, and we had to, you know, make sure they they got their coats on. And, you know, trying to be the tough guy. I'm like, I don't need a coat, and, but uh, I really wanted one. So, no, springtime sounds wonderful. But moving on, I think what always scares me a little bit with the springtime is the crowds. You get those spring break blitzes of people that, you know, in, that's their one opportunity. You don't want to pull kids out of school to go to Disney World. I mean, you and I do, but mm-hmm. most most parents don't, so they'll all go during spring break. So I know crowds can uh, fluctuate quite a bit there at the end of March uh, and uh, April, maybe May as the kids are getting out. Yeah, so spring has some really great times and some not-so-great times. Um, between March and May, the thing that really affects the crowds the most is Easter. And when Easter falls in March, you can see bananas level crowds, like a lot like Thanksgiving. It, it could potentially be the second busiest week of the year. Christmas to New Year's, hands down the busiest. The week leading up to Christmas, depending on how the calendar falls, hands it's bananas, right? So Thanksgiving is a couple bananas less if we're going on a 10 banana scale, you know. Uh, a few less bananas. So Easter can be pretty similar to Thanksgiving, usually a touch less. But if it falls in March, it can be really crazy. This year it's in mid-April, so it kind of spreads out the crowds. So a lot of schools put their spring break around Easter. So that's where you see one little peak is right at Easter. A lot of people actually travel on Easter home or travel on the Monday after Easter. So right after Easter, the crowds disappear when it's in April. But when it's in March, usually the week before and the week after are um, sketchy and questionable. This year in 2017, that's not going to be an issue. So really the first week and a half of March look pretty good crowds-wise, but then the spring breakers roll in. And I was a spring breaker growing up. We went um, for spring break or Easter break I think three times when I was growing up with my parents. And so I didn't realize that you could go to Disney World and not stand in line all day because we went, um, I think it was Memorial Weekend, and it was like empty compared to Easter. So that's telling you how busy Easter is, that I thought Memorial Day there was no lines. 
And then later in life, I've gone other times like September, and I'm like, oh, this is no lines. Um, that's so why I we go every. It, that's why we go in February. That's why when you text me saying February is busy, I'm just like, ha ha ha. No, it's not. Well, I've been no, I've been not. on New Year's Day. I've seen the. Uh, yeah, when you can only insane. get in three rides that's, in a day. Yeah, that's not even busy. That's just insane. I did um, now so, to refresh. I have gone to Disneyland over spring break. I went out west. Yeah. So and how but, was that? Well, it's all that Disneyland is always busy because then you get the locals. Yeah. yeah, if they're out of school, there's there's no good time. I feel like anymore. No, there's really not. The first couple weeks of March aren't bad. Um, then you get into spring break. So spring break crowds are like heavy, but not insane. Manageable with a good touring plan. So if you tack the park right, you're gonna do okay. Then in April, it starts to trickle off until you hit Easter week. Easter week is is uh, moderately heavy. And then um, the next week, there's a race. Run Disney um, always brings in some people. That weekend will be busier. Lines are not necessarily longer, but transportation waits, that sort of stuff, because there's just a lot more people using the resort transportation, staying at the resorts doesn't necessarily affect how long you're going to wait for it's a small world but the race weekend will affect like lines for food and just getting in and out of places because there's runners everywhere you are um, going to be one of those runners too. i will be one of those making everybody wait longer but i probably won't go wait for the line it's a small world because my feet are going to hurt so i'm going to go find some place to sit and people watch or something i don't know um, people mover there you go people just do that round yeah. and around and so then you get those first two weeks of May. They are spectacular. You're guaranteed warm weather compared to the beginning of spring. Um, the lows, you know, like they're in the 60s, low 60. That's a great, great temperature to me. But those first couple of weeks of May are really good. And then you get uh, to that week before Memorial Weekend and people start getting out of school. Um, and so it does pick up a little bit um, up through Memorial Day and just after Memorial Day. But then really the first full week of June, second week of June, that is when people are really getting out of school across the country. And so that's when the onslaught happens. So May is relatively quiet. Um, Except this May. I think this May might be a little bit busier. The Got end some of openings. It. Memorial the end of weekend May. is going to be bananas. Yep. Um, the locals will be out in force. That's for sure with Pandora opening. Um, so that's always going to affect crowds. Um, you know, on the past they've done their 24-hour event over memorial weekend they haven't done that this will be the second year they haven't done that but they're opening pandora so we'll give them a pass on giving up on the 24-hour event um but yeah the end of may it goes out with a bang because memorial weekend hits and this year it's going to be relentless people on top of people for that weekend with Pandora opening. At least I think it's going to well, And also uh, Universal, not Jumping Parks, has got Volcano mm-hmm. Bay opening up as well. Which they're calling a third park. And for anybody that doesn't know what Volcano Bay is, in my opinion, it's not a third park. Because you think a third park, you're thinking roller coasters, right? Like another Harry Potter attraction. Like If uh, somebody told me Universal built a third park, what would you think's in it? Oh, well, they announced the Nintendo Land, so I'm hoping, you know, if they ever get a third park, I want the Nintendo Land and all those things. But they're ticketing this as a third park. Like, it's the same price as their other two. It is a water park, but they're calling it a third park. So, 
just so you know, it, it's a water park. But, you know, it looks cool. I know. I'm going to check it out sometime. It's still I, a water park. I don't know when. So. When, when. I will check that out in one of the hotter months. Yeah. So there you have it. There's the crowds. They're heavy at times, light at times. Um, the heavy ones, though, it's the type of crowd that if you get up, you get to rope drop, you have your plan for your first four or five steps, um, good pass pa- fast pass selections, you can do well. Plus, with that type of crowds, when it gets like busier than non-busy, so like say on a scale of one to five, you know, ten being the busiest, when you get above the five, um, taking advantage of extra magic hours and hopping away is a good strategy too. When the park's not as busy, extra magic hours don't work quite as well. So the busy spring break time, you can rope drop morning extra magic hours. Oh, man, I almost said words there. Morning extra magic hours. Well, I'm still, I'm still confused because you were at the banana scale, and now you move to a number scale. Uh, so, Dang it. It's, it's well, all let's right. Let's just go by um, whether or not you can still rent electric wheelchairs. When they run out of the motorized wheelchairs, that's when it's 10 bananas scale. So if you ever walk into the park and you see the little sign that says there's no uh, wheelchairs left to rent, that's when you're, you know, like either you have fast passes or you should leave. That's that's the strategy there. I don't think spring break will get there. So. Well, and one thing we always get is when do you plan a spring break trip? I've had uh, friends of mine even lately like, hey, you know, we're thinking about running down to Disney World. They saw that we were there and they're like, yeah, we should maybe do that for spring break. I'm like, spring break's less than two months away. That's yeah. not the best idea. So when is a great time to start planning that vacation, you know, making sure you get the right dining reservations, the right fast passes, because a lot of families like you do love going over that spring break time. Yeah, so with any Disney World trip, I'm going to say seven months. That's a great time to book your resort. That way you can make your dining at six months out and you're all set. However, most people don't. Most people do book about three to four months in advance. Um, then at least you're ready to make your fast passes at the 60-day mark, which when the crowds are busier is really important. The good thing about spring break is there's never a free dining offer. So if you do book late, you miss your 180-day cha- window, um, there's still hope. You can still get some decent dining reservations. Now, if you're making a fall trip and you miss your 180-day mark, um, you're you're not eating at Ohana's or Cinderella's Royal Table, or Akersh's, or Be Our Guest. Um, but you can get a table at Tony's. That's going to be available. Um, you know. But with spring, there there is some hope. Um, so it's not quite as critical, but seven months is always ideal. But if you miss it, don't lose sleep over it. There's still lots of good options. Um, but that's a good time to plan, I would say, seven months. Well, we've kind of overlooked the big... The big one, the reason why a lot of people head down to Walt Disney World, the reason why a lot of the locals like going to Walt Disney World in the spring, and that is, of course, Epcot's International Flower and Garden Festival. And uh, I know you've gone. I have. And so, uh, and and always, I mean, I just love looking at pictures, and I I just saw a picture of the new Beauty and the Beast in honor of the movie. And so they do some really really cool cool garden things. uh, and, And so tell me a little bit about your experiences and you know what people can expect from that so flower and garden starts march 1st 
and it runs through the like May 29th. So it's very food and wine-like on the length and scope. Um, there's no shortage of chance to get there. We'll actually go twice during it. Um, but it's a big festival. It encompasses all of Epcot. The big thing that they do that is the most noticeable is the topiaries. The topiaries, or topiaries are an attraction um, to themselves. Um, they're spread throughout the whole one. And just like you said, there's a Beauty and the Beast one. Um, and then there's a bunch at the main entrance. There's Fab Five, Stitch, um, Phineas and Ferb, Fantasia. There's Butterflies. There's all kinds of them, really, every which way. Um, Lady and the Tramp. The Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is really cool. That's in Germany. Um, Simba, Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Um, they're in England, and Peter Pan's up on the roof, so he's flying. So it's kind of kind of cool. And um, I was looking at some pictures a few minutes ago, and Claire was looking with me. And this um, fall, I attempted to uh, trim my bush in my front yard to look like a Mickey Mouse head. I'm gonna say the word again. Attempted. Well, I've seen. Um, I saw your pumpkin in our, you know, pumpkin uh -huh. or pumpkin carving challenge. So it was I can not, only assume how this bush yeah. ended up looking. It it kind of. I've been told it looks a little more like Pooh Bear. Not oh, just like, poo, not just like Pooh Bear. Um, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, I'll post a picture once this. Uh, yeah, so the listeners can see it sometime this week and. Uh, yeah, I tried, and so Claire's looking at these pictures like, oh, Dad, can we make Elsa? Oh, oh, no, let's make this one. I'm like, Claire, have you seen my attempt at Mickey Mouse? Like, can we just, can we just, like, tone it back? So we saw Figment. Figment's one of the new ones. It looks cool, and I love Figment, but there's no way I can make Figment, so. Topiaries, there's some of the best pictures you get, too. Uh, a lot of good photo ops. It's really interesting to see how they make them. Um, which leads me into the next thing. There's uh, Expo Center. You know the old uh, Wonders of Life pavilion, if you hearken back to the day of yep. Body Wars and the making of me, everybody's favorite awkward moment to watch with their parents. And Cranium Command, which is one of my favorite Disney attractions of all time. Um, so they don't use that for any of that fun stuff anymore, but it's where the festival centers are. So there's different classes you can sign up for, different demonstrations you can see. Um, some years they've had HGTV people come and do presentations. So kind of like Food Wine where they have the Food Network people come on in and do things in the chew. Uh, they do similar things with HGTV during Flower and Garden. Um, so that's in the Festival Center. And of course, there's merchandise. It wouldn't be a Disney event without merchandise and pins and limited edition this and that. And that's all available there. But uh, I think – so there's two other big things. Um, do you want the ear candy or the actual candy first, Eric? Which way should we go? Oh, I like candy. You like actual candy? I like real right. candy. Well, let's talk about the outdoor kitchens. So the joke is that it's no longer the Flower and Garden Festival. It's the Flower and Wine Festival because, like, some of the food and wine festival booths are out and about, and they never go away. So there's – quite a few there's like 10 to 15 different uh booths and they serve more flower or produce related type items 
Like in Japan, you can get fruitchi. I don't know if I said that quite right. Sushi, but it's all fruit. So you get your strawberries and and uh, pineapple and kiwi, and they roll it in the rice, and you know, like, and it's fruit. She, so you know, little things like that. But uh, there's all kinds of things to eat, and it's all fancy, and it's all the tasting dish size. But I mean, it ranges from like a uh, smokehouse barbecue in the American Adventure area to uh you know pineapple promenade in the showcase plaza and all kinds of different stuff and just about every country has a booth and where the food and wine they bring in like other countries like you get new zealand and things like that countries that aren't present uh this is mostly just representing countries that are in the world showcase and then a couple different ones in the world showcase plaza so it's scaled back but uh it's definitely every year a little more food involved because, you know, food is good. Well, anyway, I, I, you know, anyway, Epcot can find more ways to sell more unique food. They're definitely going to do that. Yeah. Seems like all I, these festivals just keeping a, get, get a little bit longer and longer, mm-hmm. bringing in more revenue. In fact, I've heard uh, in peaks these crowds that, that go to Epcot, especially on the weekends, a lot of the locals show up. It can mm-hmm. almost get... I mean, the, they can't even let any more people in the park, basically. You're just wall-to-wall people. Yeah, it, it can get real busy. That Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, I would avoid Epcot during the festival season, which is almost year-round. There's no festival over the summer, um, so it does go from flower and garden to food and wine. So you have the end of May to mid-September um, that is festival-free, so basically summer. But uh, avoid Epcot Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. Saturday night during food and wine gets kind of unruly. But uh, I don't think Flower and Garden is quite to the level of crowds. But I'll let you know. I'll uh, check it out and I'll report back in some trip reports. So there's a couple other little things that aren't real related to any of the major things going on. There's... Different gardens where you can go and see different plants and you can learn how they're raised and how to take care of them. Uh, That sounds like something I have zero interest in. But uh, there is a butterfly pavilion. So they set up a huge tent and have all kinds of butterflies in there. And you can learn about the butterflies. Um, It's something that I almost wish was year-round. I don't think the weather would allow that through the winter months because it's not warm enough at night um, to keep... Uh, hundreds of butterflies alive in a tent but uh that's something you know we have a really cool butterfly pavilion at our zoo yeah i was gonna say we have one of the best butterfly pavilions it's huge we don't really need to go to it but samantha is like deathly afraid of butterflies like they just freak her out so we force her in there every now and then to confront her fear of harmless bugs that want nothing to do with her so we may force her in there and be like, well, you're, you're not getting that pretzel till you go go in the butterfly pavilion. Because we're kind of mean parents. Pa- like parenting that. done right. You know, I, they want to learn how to swim, it. you throw them in. That's right. They come back up eventually. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So it, there's the butterfly thing is really cool, especially if you don't have one. Not many zoos have this level of butterfly pavilion. It is huge and very well done. Um so that's definitely worth checking out. So 
Um, there's some other little landscaping things. You can actually learn how they make the to- topiaries. Um, that may be something. I may be like, hey, guys, have fun on all your thrill rides. I will see you later. Like, when they head to Mission Space, I might go check that out. Um, there is a passport sort of thing where you can get stamps if you do different activities. So that can be fun for the kids to learn as they go around the World Showcase. But let's move on to the biggest part that some people point out, other than the topiaries, other than the food. You can get the food, and then you can go to this. It is the Garden Rocks Concert Series, and it's in the American Gardens Theater. Um, So they play three shows a night, but they only play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So unlike Food & Wine, where it is every night rocking out at their concert series, Flower & Garden just focuses on the... uh, uh, what some people call the long weekend, a four-night weekend. Um, but the bands, did you, you have any idea what bands we're looking forward to hearing here, Derek? It's it's riveting. Uh, I know you have the list right in front of you. Uh, I have the whole list. Oh, the only Should one I, I remember was uh, Plain White Tees. Plain White Tees. Yep. Say, hey there, Delilah. So um, I love when they list the bands they always put like their biggest hit right behind them. Oh, that, see, that would help. That's what I need. That 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 would, would help have, me so much more. I would have no clue. So it'd almost be fun for me to quiz you since you don't have the list. Um, so the Gin Blossoms, they're playing Easter weekend. So they got like the headliner, um, one. And some weekends you can get the dining package. Some weekends you can't. Just like Food One, they have a dining package for every concert. This one's it's only select, so it looks like just the bigger name. Like it seems like the bands I've heard of, you can do the dining package. Um, yeah, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, which they're April seventh through the tenth. I wish they were there one of the weekends I was going. That would be um, really good. Um, Gin Blossoms, it's Hey Jealousy. Um, when I am there for uh, the race weekend, it is. The orchestra starring former member of ELO, um, Evil Woman, is what they sing. So, not real high on my radar, Derek. Not real high. And then when we go for spring break, um, Night Ranger is playing. i not into 80s hair bands, so... <laughs> um, nope, some I- people love it, though. And they end the festival with... So, it used to be called the... Uh, Oh, it was like the Flower Power or something. It was all 60s and 50s bands. Um, the Spinners are the last one, and Herman's Hermits starring Peter Noon. And so you got some pretty oldies rounding it out, which is kind of fun. Um, exposed the kids to some good music from back in the day. We'll skip. I'll skip the 80s hair band. Like you get Sticks is another one. The Pointer Sisters. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the list. Oh, Berlin feature, featuring Ter- Terry Nunn, Take My Breath Away. So there's another 80s ballad. All right, well, I'm not, I guess I'm not missing anything this year from the bands. It's not Food & Wine lineup, is it? No. Plain White Tees is pretty much the, the huge, like, I think they're the biggest act. Um, and then, of course, you got Gin Blossoms is pretty good. I mean, but, Disney's got a lot of money. You, I'd be, you know, you'd think they'd bring in some of the uh, really big A game, and, and they do have some other events, but yeah, I mean, they can't get too big of a group because 
then you just have a disaster back there in the theater, right? It's oh, not yeah. that big a theater, but like the food and wine lineup is a lot better than this lineup, and uh, it's it's good music if you're back there and you're you say you got the old barbecue beef sliders from the American Smokehouse little pavilion. I'd stand there and tap my toes to most of it. Maybe not Night Ranger, but most of it. My father-in-law, if he's listening, he's going to be mad at me for making fun of Night Ranger and Sticks. But that's what happens. Yeah, I I couldn't even think of a song that they play. I know I have. That's just uh, not not my era of music. Well, I'm a I'm a, I'm a pop. I'm like that 2000. It, it, how would you feel if I said Hanson was coming? Oh yeah, there we go. I'm doing listen they to a little Umbach. That was my year. that was my sixth grade graduation song to date me yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of the food and wine crowd. Is it's so it's it's up just a notch. Um, Plain White Tees have played food and wine before, so they're uh, they're no stranger to that stage. But they fit in a little more with the food and wine age. Um, this is definitely older than the food and wine. Um, yeah. That and that wraps up flower and garden. There's flowers, there's gardens. You can eat what comes from the gardens, and then you have something to listen to while eating what comes from the gardens. And and that's all at Epcot. That's not at all four parks. And uh, so, no. is there anything else that goes on in the springtime? I know Pandora opening up late, yeah. late spring, and uh, Animal um, Kingdom. What about Magic Kingdom and? I don't know. The studios still have walls up everywhere. Magic Kingdom just continues to be the Magic Kingdom. They get their new wishes. Um, that disappears in the middle of May. We get the new show. Other than that, the Magic Kingdom just keeps on being the Magic Kingdom. Um, towards the end of May, uh, sometimes beginning of June, I don't know the exact dates. There's... Uh, how? There, oh, what? There's... Uh, might be grad nights at the Magic Kingdom. I don't know if they still do that. Um, but yeah, the Magic Kingdom is just the Magic Kingdom. There is one thing at Hollywood Studios in April. Let me find it here. Like April. Well, you have the Star Wars Dark Side Half Marathon at the end of April. Yep. We discussed that. So April 14th, um, going on at the Convention Center in Orlando is Star Wars Celebrations. Um, it's not Star Wars Weekends, but essentially it is outside of the park at the convention center. So on that Friday night, there's a hard ticket event of Star Wars Galactic Nights, um, where basically they're trying to cram Star Wars Weekends into one night. I have a feeling it will be super crowded because the convention that's going on. So there's a hard ticket event, but nothing that you can just get to. Oh, here's grad night. Grad Night is at Typhoon Lagoon. Okay. Yeah, so that won't affect Magic Kingdom at all. Typhoon Lagoon sounds like a great place for Grad Night if I was graduating. Not if I was a parent. But now that I'm older, that sounds horrible. But I know the 18-year-old self thinks that's amazing. It's also, again, April 21st. They're doing Morning Magic, too. That hard ticket... Thing that you get in early and you can ride Peter Pan and uh, um, some other things. Magic Kingdom has Dapper Days, April 29th and April 30th. So that's pretty cool. I won't be there for that. 
Um, that would be awesome to get to dress up in your old-timey outfits. Um, Cinco de Mayo. Um, Epcot might do something a little special in the Mexico Pavilion. That'd be about it. Mother's Day. Um, Grand Floridian usually has a special tea you can book. There's some special menus at some of the finer dining establishments. Um, Pandora opens. And that, that's kind of the big one this that's year. That's it. That's it. And, and uh, we will be down in June. So right after the springtime, we'll be down there uh, kind of giving our review. I like to talk about that a little bit. So stay tuned. June 15th. For, is that the day? Yeah. That's the day we're going. Yeah, um, June fifteenth. That'll be that. That's going to be a good day, and uh, but it'll be hot. Oh. So we'll just hopefully yes. uh, all the spring breakers they uh, they get the ride and the attraction all you know get all the bugs out of it. So get by all the time we come out. down there, it'll be good to go. Yep. So there you go. That is springtime in Disney World. It's almost like spring in Paris, but Disney. Well, I don't even know how to follow up with that. I just know I, I don't either. If Ram you them. do want a book. Your uh, your spring break vacation, uh, probably right now not the best time, though you can definitely try, but it's always good to start thinking about next year's spring break. Mm -hmm. uh, schools are really great. They do tell you usually in advance when the spring break is coming, so you can kind of have a, an idea of what week you want to go. So definitely give uh, Michelle McKnight, the Robe Drop Queen, uh, an email or let us know and we'll put you in touch. That way uh, you can get a good early deal. Uh, and you know, hopefully um, get it all worked out a year in advance. So like us, waiting a year for a cruise, you can look up to that. Start the, start the mm -hmm. countdown clock, 365-plus days. So uh, great time to start thinking about next year. Yeah, and it's a good time to book your uh, fall. Um, if you, all this talk about a festival, food and wine right now is the time what you should be booking for October um, into November. Uh, that's that seven-month window. And food and wine uh, has very similar things. There's not the topiaries to take pictures of, but there's a lot to eat. A lot to eat. Well, there you go. Start start planning then. If you need any help, let us know. We love answering your questions, and uh, we'll definitely be talking about both the summer and the fall. Is it really a bad time to go? Not really, because a day at Disney is better than a day at work. Am I right? Absolutely. I do Absolutely. know a day at Disney is better than a day at the dentist. That is yeah. that is for sure. Experiencing Aren't that last bad. week. So, oh, it wasn't that bad, was it? No, it wasn't it wasn't bad. You did a great job. Yeah, no, hopefully I mean though, if your day at Disney is riding it's a small world continuously on a loop, which would you rather do? True. True. I mean, uh, so that I, sounds I guess, like a good episode, Derek. Would yeah, we'll, you we'll, rather... we'll, we'll talk about that. A what if episode? Would you rather episode? Go to the yeah. dentist or ride It's a Small World ten times in a row. There we go. That'll be. Stay tuned to that episode oh, coming man, up in the next few months. Uh, a fun little Would You Rather. Um, we also want to do a Disney Pet Peeves episode. I know we've talked a lot about that. Uh, so that some things to look forward to. Of course, our trip in June. We can't wait for that. But, uh, Doug, I think we've kind of covered everything for Disney mm -hmm. in the springtime. Uh, looking forward to hearing about your trip coming up with the, uh, the uh, is it the light side? The light side half. Or no, dark yeah, side. Yeah, that's in April. Dark side. We got our spring break trip first. Yeah, that's a spring so. break. It's, it's still March. a springtime trip. March is spring break. Yeah, we have two spring trips. It's rough. Yeah, hard job. Mm -hmm. Living the dream. The Disney yeah, dream. There's some version of it. 
Well, all right. Well, that's all the time that we got today, and we'll be posting pictures and information and show notes about the the uh, the festivals and everything you can expect here in the springtime. Uh, I know one question we didn't really cover tonight is, you know, sometimes Disney does close a couple attractions there early in March, you know, to get them all ready for uh, the uh, spring break rush. So you can be on the the website and it'll let you know your favorite attraction is closed your favorite restaurant is closed so be mindful of that as well yeah it's it's not too bad a time of year for closures uh january and february have a lot more closures um september august have a lot more closures those are the heavy times but there there will be one or two down for refurb in the spring so, all right well be sure to uh you know subscribe to our podcast uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, Rope Drop Radio. You know, for Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and stay tuned to future episodes.